0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 50 Now What? I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and this episode is a fun one. Today, we're focusing on doing yoga at 50. Well, not only did I try it, but I sat down with Jaco, yogi and founder of the yoga co-op, The Tree, in South LA to dive right into this. Yoga is truly for everyone, regardless of their gender, race, size, and you guessed it, age. Age. In this episode, after I sit, stand, and do various asanas, Cole and I talk about what yoga is off the mat, how to practice yoga, inclusivity in yoga, what decolonized yoga is, and much more. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. All right. Well, we're back again with Jacques. Co here at the Tree Yoga Cooperative, And is there a nickname for it? Did you just call it the Tree? Did somebody just, just call it the Tree. You just call it the Tree. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and call it the Tree. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I wanted to thank you and all your partners here for allowing us to come into the space. I mean, it really is a gift that you've given to the community here. And we so appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Um, so tell us about the Tree Yoga co Tell us about the Tree. How did you end up here? How did this space evolve? Ooh, well I know it's, uh, all things are a journey but
1: <laughs> well it, originally it started as a nonprofit back in 2013 um, there was a European American a woman who started it and I say European American because I try and get away from the um, colonized view of white and black yeah it's really something to trap us right and as I got into my yoga journey and really enjoyed what was happening with my body and my mind, I lived all the way an hour away from South Central. And so I was like, man, I would love to teach yoga out where I'm from, right? You know, you just say things. Yeah. Um, and so um, as you put things out in the universe, then it responds. And so I had a friend who said, oh, I've got a friend who's opening up a studio in the hood. It will be perfect. Wow. I was like, what? a yoga studio on South Central, and so I went down, met um, Jen and Raja at that time, and just dedicated myself to teaching the Saturday class that I still teach 10 years later. Oh, wow. And so I dedicated myself to that nonprofit, became part of the board, um, and as things grew, uh, Rita, who came in, is one of, the, one of my partners. She was a student who had came in. Rita is a veteran. Immigrant who is uh, from South Central, but she was born in Mexico, of course, and then she came here. And when she came to the studio, she was like, What a black man teaching yoga and whatever. And we've been besties ever since. I love that. Um, Where is Rita? Rita is on the floor over there.
0: (laughs) Does she want to join us? (laughs) We're bringing in Rita. (laughs) (laughs) We missed you, Rita. I've heard you talking
1: about <laughs> I'm always talking about you. <laughs> His bestie. So this is
2: Rita. Hi, Rita. <laughs> Hi, how are you?
1: Great.
0: And love your hair. We talked about this earlier. Yes. I love your thank hair. thank you. Yeah, she's not a professional colorist, but who knows? It's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. So thank you. Now, how did you end up coming to uh, the Tree Yoga Co-op? The Tree.
2: The Tree Yoga Co-op. Well, the first time I walked into the studio in South LA, which I have lived in over 40 years, a, being in the hood, a yoga studio, is rare enough. Um, but then B, having a black yogi instructor was like the icing on top. So as soon as I walked into the studio, I was like, this is it. I'm coming back. Oh, and I've wow. been here ever since. So, oh my God, what is it? Ten years? Ten years? It's ten been years. ten, yeah. years. ten, ten years. years. And
0: you're an instructor as well.
2: Yes. Uh, I, I was stuck on yoga for a good year. And then when they offered the first certification... I was, I'm, I'm jumping on it, and not because I wanted to be a teacher, but I just wanted to deepen my practice. Yes, and everything just like grew from that.
0: Great. Well, between the two of you, what do you think? um, What are some of the misconceptions that you think people tend to have about yoga from the outside looking in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
2: know you got something to say about
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Misconceptions about yoga. Number one is that it's only for european females of a certain body type Mm. people see what they see again in the news and in media and whatever and they assume that that's a yogi when no it is not right and people also think that the asanas the poses are yoga Mm. and that's not true either the asanas are simply a part of yoga There's eight limbs to yoga, something we were talking about before, where there's the ethics of yoga that talks about things like nonviolence. And -hmm. so the first two limbs are these ethics of how to um, be observant of yourself and observant of the world, how you're being to you and how you're being to the world. Mm. So those are the yamas and the niyamas.
0: That's one and
1: two. And then the third limb is the asanas, what we were doing, the the actual movement. And then the fourth one, is the breath mm-hmm. that pranayama, and so like those first four, that's the action of yoga. Right. And then mm-hmm. as you get into the next four, we are withdrawing our senses, right. Beginning to go inward and look at ourselves, if you will. Close the eyes, listen to our own bodies, starting to really ground ourselves, and there's that concentration of now keeping that mind on you. Keeping the mind on you. Keeping the mind on you. Yes.
0: Now, how would you, when you, when you first opened the studio, how did people find out about you, and people just started to gravitate in, or word of mouth?
1: I would say, one, we were on Western and Eighty Third. The first studio. That, if you know Western in South Central LA, it's this busy street going up and down, and so we put this sign out that said yoga, and people would walk in and be like. <laughs> Is this a yoga studio? Is this for real? Yeah. And so we got a lot of people coming in off the street who just like saw us from there, and then I think word of mouth as well, Yeah, and things just started to grow. I, I was in Orange County and someone was like, have you heard of the tree? Oh, wow. She was like, uh, yeah. I heard of the <laughs> she had no idea that I was even a teacher or on the board at that time. That's wonderful.
0: Well, people know a lot about, well, not know a lot about, but when they think about yoga, like you said, they think of the poses and all the other misconceptions about it. But there are some actual really good physical benefits to that. Can you explain a little bit about that? And we talked about it some in our practice about lower back and things like that, especially mm-hmm. for people who've gotten older and not paid so much attention to their bodies over the
1: years. Well, I mean, you just broke it down right there at the end. We're, we're not paying attention to our bodies. And because we're not paying attention to our bodies, then we're in survivalist mode. Mm. How can I just get through? Right. As opposed to, what's the best way for me to be? Right? Even in standing... Right? You're just right. standing, trying to survive, leaning up against something, <laughs> leaning on someone. In fight or flight uh, mode. Yeah, you know, you got that hip, right. you're doing whatever. And so, all those things, we're not paying attention to ourselves. If we begin to start paying attention and finding that alignment, like where's the proper place for my shoulders to sit so I'm not hunched over, and now I'm causing issues in my back, got causing it. issues. Um, in my side body if you will if I can roll my shoulders back and sit up Now I'm taking all that stress out of my lower back out of my upper back out of my side muscles out of my Shoulders right. so I can sit up and find that better way of sitting if you will and I say easier way easier way. Well speaking of stress.
0: There's something called
1: yoga off the mat
0: We mm. talk a little
1: bit about that we Talked about it in the sense that we talked about the yamas and niyamas. Yes. And so that yoga off the mat is in a sense of when you think of how can I be nonviolent in the world, right? How can I now not cuss people out? <laughs> I'm driving in the road, and I'm trying That's to get to That's a where I'm whole <laughs> other episode. We'll
0: come back for the how not to cuss out episode
1: <laughs> through yoga. Right. But, and it's those types of things that what you learn on the mat. You now take into your life. And so now, how can I be more present in my work? Mm. A lot of times we're at work and we're already thinking about dinner. Yes. Right? And that's that's disrespecting (laughs) work. (laughs) That is. And those are the things or ways that we can now have yoga off the mat, that we can find ourselves more balanced, more present in our everyday life. That's the sneaky part of yoga that I love is because you start hearing these different things of what I need to do while I'm on the mat. And then you start recognizing like that'll carry over to work, Mm. to home life, to shopping, if you will. Right. right? Just getting what I need as opposed to what I might desire. And there's, I think, that bigger understanding for us is overcoming our desires so that we can actually get what we need. A lot of us within a colonized world, we get too much. We do too much. We have too much. We don't understand that our clutter is actually causing us harm.
0: Mm. That is very
1: true. Very true. And that's even clutter of the mind. Oh, I'm thinking ahead. I'm over here. I'm over there. I'm over there. How are you right now? How is your seat? Right. Right. How is your breath? Right. How are you right now? I'm good now. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And how many times do we get to check in with ourselves in that way? Not often enough. Not often enough.
0: Usually the check-in is when something is hurting, something has made you stop to recognize what's going on with you. And by that time, it's probably in a place that's going to take a lot longer
1: to recover from. Yeah. to answer your question no that's, <laughs> that's, that's so real it, within the movie the color purple i always bring this up that there was this part in the movie of where they they told them seeing god's trying to tell you something mm. right and most of us don't listen until god's yelling at us yeah Oh, ah, that, that's your body just yelling at you right right are you actually present enough to be listening to the subtle whispers that are being said every day to you. Oh, you feel that bit of pain. Oh, you feel that bit of discomfort. What can I do about it? What is that dis-ease within myself? And if I can listen to it at that low level, then I don't have to get to the point where there's a full-on fight. I
0: know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I needed that in my early 20s. I did, I did, I did. Well, what does inclusivity mean to you? Because you have a...
2: What is oh, Give it to us, Rita. <laughs> inclusivity literally means the inclusion of everything and everyone. Mm. Um, I think all philosophies, all bodies, all cultures. And being able not just to facilitate, specifically in a yoga class, facilitate the movement, but also that cultural connection, you know, where you don't want to be dogmatic about. Um, A yogic philosophy, Mm. and you know that our cultures intertwine throughout
0: history. They do,
2: and so bringing that um, here—that's inclusivity to me.
0: I love that. I can't think of a better, a better way to explain
1: it. No, that's why I gave it to her. And Rita embodies what it is that we do here which is decolonized yoga mm. it's in a sense of people think like oh well yoga in a sense is just from india and so on and so mm. forth and what we teach is that no yoga is an indigenous practice that comes from every ancient culture wow and very it, true. even rita's tattoos i love it <laughs> it's new it's, it's, it's a work very in progress.
2: very new and it's a work in progress um yeah and it, it It just takes me back to my culture of Mm. the people who lived in Anahuac. Mm. And so the necklace represents a lot of hands, actions upon the earth, the heart, your intentions, and the skull in the center. I know sometimes people are like intimidated by it, but it's literally life and death and Mm. death and life because that's ultimately what we're born for is, you know, to pass on and enjoy life while we're here.
0: I love that. That is wonderful well one last question and it's a, I hope you like this question let's say you had a magic wand if everyone you, you were able to take the root and just throw it all over the world and everyone is doing the yoga practice how would how do you think it would impact them individually and also how would it impact us as a global community Ooh. Oh. You, you went deep, like, <laughs> you went down the very
1: reason why we do this. In a sense, to, to really go at white supremacy, if you will, right. is to truly go at self-love. Mm. Because colonization and white supremacy is division, is separation. And mm. yoga teaches that love of self. And when you truly understand who you are, now I see myself. Ah. Now I see myself. Now I see myself. And once everyone can see themselves in the eyes of everyone else, then there is no more racism. There is no more supremacy. right? right? Because it's not even to say that there's just white supremacy. There could be black supremacy. There could be um, Mexican supremacy. There could be whatever it is that the ego now believes that it's in charge makes someone dangerous. Mm. And the more people do this, the less dangerous they are, the more loving they are, and theirs are Shangri-La, if you will. I love that. (laughs) Shangri-La.
0: How about that? I think that is beautiful. Thank you so much to both of you. I have appreciated your time, and I think that everyone has something to learn from yoga. It's something about how it touches into your spirit and how that light starts to radiate out and bring people in. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you so much. Come on, Root, come on, (laughs) come on. I love it, the tree is wonderful. And where are you located?
2: We are located on uh, 60th Street, and cross streets are Central and Slauson in the heart of South Central Los Angeles, um, previously known as the Jazz Alley a little bit up north. So um, anybody familiar with South LA, Slauson and Central should be like a quick, I know where I'm at. You'll
1: know, you'll know exactly where you yes. are. What's our address?
2: Oh, our address is 918 South 60th Street, and we're in the Beehive Campus. So look up Beehive Campus, and you should find the Tree Cooperative.
0: And you'll love it. It's like a hidden gem. It, a is, a hidden, a a it hidden is a Shangri-La. It is a hidden oasis. It's a hidden yes, oasis right here in yes. the center of South Central Los yes. Angeles. Yes, yes. Thank you again for your time. Oh, thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you for listening to 50 Now What? Make sure to follow us, rate, and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50NowWhatPodcast. Now That's 50 Now, what podcast. That's five zero now what podcast. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with producer Matthew Jones and producer and editor Sean Leviashvili. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at RainbowCreative.co.